Today we are going to give you the inside track on planning and executing the perfect Myrtle Beach golf trip with some golf insiders that have decades of experience in the golf industry. Joining us on the show today, Chris Bridges, Myrtle Beach Golf Trips Golf Director, Assistant Manager for over 18 years. Nate DeWitt, former head golf professional, our Marketing Manager for Founders Group International. And Dave Kirchdolfer, Golf Director for Myrtle Beach Golf Trips. Dave, I'm so glad I got your name right. Yeah. Kirchdolfer. You know what? You were meant for the golf business because it's Dolfer at the end. <laughs> Most people look at it and they, they don't even try it. <laughs> very, very, yeah, almost off the bat. Well, I'm yeah, proud of myself. Just not call him Kurtz. Yeah, Kurtz. Kurtz. There we yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, if you call and ask the office for Mr. Kurtzdoffer, we might ask. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is, is, is there somebody else? Do they know your last name? Do they know your last name? Probably from my emails yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, all our legal correspondence but <laughs> a lot of my a lot of my best groups already call and ask for Kurt they don't yeah. ask for Dave they a lot of my good groups that we've become good friends over the years Where's Kurch? Kurch, I like it. Well, you guys plan golf packages, so you have the inside info on the best ways to plan and execute the perfect Myrtle Beach golf trip. And that's what we want to talk about today. I want to give our listeners the inside scoop on how to do this. So, Chris, I'm going to start with you. Give us some tips here. I think as a, if you're a group leader, one of the first things you want to identify is what is the goal of your trip. Uh, a lot of guys... It's about getting back together, going out and having a good time, not so much playing the top five courses in Myrtle Beach, but just identifying what your goal of the trip is. That'll help us a lot in deciding mm-hmm. maybe where you should stay, uh, what courses you should play, and uh, that way everybody can have a great time. And uh, what do you think, Kurt? Well, you said the, the budget's the main thing. A lot of groups don't want to play five courses. But when we give them a price on the courses they ask for, it's off the line. So, you know, you don't want to jump right into that. But number one, like Chris said, if our repeat groups, they come to Myrtle Beach every year. So some of them, some of mine rotate. They stay in Pauly's Island one year, Myrtle Beach the next year, might stay up in Brunswick County the next year. And that way they're close to the courses they're playing. We keep records of their previous stays. And basically they like to spend a lot of them the same amount of year. There's some money's no object for, some are on a budget. I don't know if Chris has noticed, we've been doing this like 16, 17 years. A lot of the groups that used to come for a whole week now are coming for maybe four or five days only to still be able to afford it. But mainly a new new group that we don't know, it's like Chris said, mainly just finding out if they have any of courses they have already been told make sure you play this course and work see if you're in the ballpark with what they were expecting the price to be that's a good start with new people your regulars you sort of have a feel for them already do you have a lot of repeat golfers that come and are trying to hit like a golf bucket list they come one year play three or four courses and then they're just going right down the list i mean we have yeah. over 100 golf courses mm-hmm. here in myrtle beach yeah i have groups that have been coming with me yeah. for over 15 years and their goal is to literally hit 90 golf courses. So they'll come in, they'll have a list of what they've already played and what they need to include. And some of the courses might not be in the top-ranked courses, but they were they were just wanting to hit every golf course at the beach. 
See, my thought at the golf course was it seems like some of these larger groups always left one or two in their rotation, and then they would add three or four new ones. Sure. I don't know if that's still, oh, oh, yes. still the case. Yes. I, I love playing here. I'm going to stay and play here again next year, but I want to add three more golf courses. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there's favorites. Definitely people have favorites where they might skip it for one year, but they try to go back to it real quick again because they enjoy how they sometimes – it's not so much the course. They just like the way they were treated at that establishment, that course, and they they know they'll be treated well there, and they they certain courses they like to make sure they hit. I get the feeling, just from the comments I see on social media now, not being on the golf course side, dealing it more on a social aspect, I think people have more fun planning their golf vacation a lot of times than they do actually, not, not saying that's all the time, but when they're on vacation, it's like be there in 35 days or be there in so many days, so... It's the planning and the leading up to it with your buddies. It's like, hey, yeah, we're going to be be in Myrtle Beach in so many so many days. So I think right. that's the fun part is the planning, right? Yeah, I think some of the group leaders when they make that first call, whether it's repeat or their first time, they have more fun in that twenty minute conversation we start with as they're building up. That when they get here. Um, the trip is fun, don't get me wrong, but they've enjoyed looking at all the websites, all the reviews, what golf courses they must play, and, and they're getting really excited. And uh, that first conversation can oftentimes uh, be, like Nate said, as exciting as the trip itself. Right. I mean, we are the golf capital of the world. We have the largest golf menu to select from, really, we do. Yes. I mean, different types of variety of courses. We have everything from our from the north northern courses, the southern end courses, our central courses. All are so unique. What do you find um, are the popular courses? Like when somebody calls in, like what do you suggest? Like I want to play your best courses. If somebody is asking you that question, I know that's difficult for you to answer because we have so many options. But what are those courses that you first off recommend, or what is that process like for you? Well, for me. We talk about where they're going to stay at first. People don't realize the Grand Strand is over 60 miles long. So if we figure out what they're looking for, let's say they want to go out to restaurants. They want to have entertainment in the evening. So we're going to go Central Myrtle Beach. Then I'm going to start thinking about what courses I would recommend in that area. Mm -hmm. I don't want my guys driving 60 miles one way to play one course. So So do you talk to them about that? Like how... Like, what's the proximity from the hotel to the things you want to do? I mean, that's something you discuss. A lot of people think it's 10, 15 minutes anywhere down here, especially the new people. (laughs) We just just had one. I mean, this is why it's good to talk to somebody, like ourselves on the phone. We, about a month, a couple months ago, we had a man book Heritage in the Morning, and Oyster Bay in the afternoon. Oh, dear. It's over an hour drive. Then he got mad at our internet staff for not letting him know. Yeah. But if he would have came and talked to Chris, myself, any of our staff at Myrtle Beach Trips, mm-hmm. we'd have said, this doesn't work on the same day. That's such an advantage. We, we Well, number one, we know the area. And if there was something going on with one of those courses. Well, there's a little bit of, little bit of discovery there on your own, too. Yeah. You kind of have to say, you know what? Yeah. Like, do some diligence, yeah. Okay, how is this? Now, I will say a lot of the maps tend to look, everything's close. They're very distorted. It's not really the case. And going back to what Meredith asked, we have, there's our favorites, if they say we're staying in Pauly's Island. And, of course, the top five are Caledonia, True Blue, Pauly's Plantation, Willbrook, River Club, 
tradition. We have a lot of good golf courses. And either if they're staying up north, it might be Barefoot, yeah. uh, Leopard's Chase, River's Edge. I love River's Edge. And I've worked in the and, south end most and of my Grand career. Dunes in the middle, Kings North. There's yeah. so many, so many options for the best course. They tend to like, they love the south end. Mm-hmm. They may venture mm-hmm. north for one year and say, you know what, we really like the south end. So yeah, state sure. So a lot of people kind of go back to what they enjoy. I think right, just like their staples. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's almost like when you find mm-hmm. a restaurant you like, it, you just exactly. want to keep going back. They know and some of them. The re- they tell us that the wait, waitresses remember them from one year to the yeah. next. Yeah, just like we remember them. Well, what are some like funny stories that have happened? I mean, you guys have, have been doing this forever now, and certainly there's got to there, there has to be some pretty funny scenarios that have happened. What are like for our listeners? You know, when they're calling in to maybe book a Myrtle Beach golf vacation and planning this. Uh, let's give them like a funny story of, of, of things to avoid when in this process. Well, I've had uh, groups of mine. That just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which one can I go with? Yeah. I don't know if I want to name names on this one. But, uh, I, say John Doe. <laughs> I've had some groups basically give me warning up front that this is a bachelor party and that uh, they want to stay at a place where they can be loud. Um, uh, golf doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> things like that where we have to kind of be concerned because we do have a relationship with these accommodations and things like that. And uh, I would not tell that up front to a golf director. It kind of puts us, what's the word, uh, sort of on tilt about where we should put you. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. Coach, what you? you've had some funny ones. I've there. had not so much just what the Warner Group's about, but just in conversation with some of the customers. Um, when... I'm from Pennsylvania. When you see a Pennsylvania number and you talk about the area and did you play a certain course and one man called to pay and I, he lived about two hours away, but we have a relation in that area. And I explained where we, the route we take to get to the relation and he mentioned the Canada Dry Distributorship and he worked with the man that lives across the street. So I told him, I said, oh, you work with that at Mack Truck. So I'm 600 miles away, and I knew who lived on that corner in Chambersburg, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Blew the man's mind, because that's my wife's cousin. Oh, wow. That was, the, it's hilarious. He mentioned the Canada Dry Distributorship. Just funny stories like that. You, uh, I'd already talked to him. I saw a name that was a Hazleton, Pennsylvania name. And I said, wow, he's, that's where I'm from. I ended up, I went to college with his wife. That's yeah, cool. Just stuff like that you pick up. So that's how you build those relationships. Oh, yeah. Back it's enjoyable. Yeah, yep. it's I, enjoyable. I've got a group called the Wolfpack, as you can imagine, uh, NC State alumni. And uh, <laughs> years ago, uh, me being a huge Clemson fan, uh, they upset us on a Thursday <laughs> night game, which was the weekend they were coming in town. And uh, I did not get to hear the end of that, and they were actually staying at the resort where my office was. So um, <laughs> a lot of heckling, um, but a lot of fun times. That. That's one of my favorite times I have with those guys. Yeah. I, have so, I have so many groups. They, they'll leave me a gift card. They'll leave me. They, we built up uh, groups. They, now that we're our offices in Myrtle Beach, even when it was in Polly's Island, they would stop in if they were down that way. But now it's so much easier. I've met some of the groups even before said it's like we're best friends that we've never met. Yeah. And right. That's, and they, it's, we built up good relationships, and that's what we 
it's, it's good to pick up new groups each year because unfortunately we do lose some to age. But um, we've met so many now that we're in Myrtle Beach. It's so much easier for them to stop by and yeah. say hello. And some of them leave like gifts or cards at the courses and just really That's, we've made some good relationships i think most of us have but the ones that have been here longer definitely now let's talk about how to get the best deals like what are the secrets to the best deals like how often do they need to be checking the website for deals uh, what what types of deals do you offer i mean how do you get the the best cost myrtle beach golf trip i think you know the first steps is to start planning early when the golf courses don't have a lot of golfers on the books, normally the prices start out at the lowest point. As the course starts filling up, then uh, with a lot of yield pricing done today, <clears throat> your rate's going to go up. Like an airline ticket. You got yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> a lot of them are using that um, form of pricing, which is yield management. And if you start early, odds are not only are you going to get the best tee times, you're also going to get the best rate. Okay, you say start early, but how early is early? Like now for next April. We're doing a lot for next March, April, and So May six already. months. Yes. Okay. And that model has changed. I mean, that used to not be the case. It used yeah. to be, well, I'll wait till 48 hours, the rate goes down. That's not the case. And like what Chris just alluded to, it's more of an airline model. If you wait until you get in, the, the rate is high. And the rate so, may go down. But at 48 hours, you can't plan a group of eight exactly. getting anything. Mm -hmm. That has to be set up Not ahead of time. Not to mention a group of six right. or 20. Yeah, if it's a single or a twosome. Now, is there a difference between six months to a year? Or are you going to find that the rates are going to be pretty much the same between six months to planning 12 months out? Well, usually the rates aren't really released or the T-sheets open to us to make times until around 10 to 11 about months. Nine months, yes. Okay. But... Uh, at that point, the real difference is, I think like Nate was just alluding to, when you get within, uh, I would say, three months during peak season, so when we get calls in January for April, it can be you know, disheartening to a customer when they find out the course they wanted to play is already sold out. Gotcha. Okay, so for our listeners right now that are listening, if you want to come to Myrtle Beach next year, start planning now. You're going to get your best rates. You know, it's worth exactly. it. I mean, how much money can a golfer save by doing this a lot of a lot of the people don't realize if they have their own lodging a lot of the people have their own lodging anymore either they rent a house from a neighbor they have timeshares things like that that they only need their tea times they don't need the mm -hmm. lodging and tea times they'll call each course individually they'll pay the top walk-in rate the rack rate if they call a golf director and talk to us personally and give us the list of courses they want to play they may have three or four courses that are grouped together that by playing them they get a monetary discount the rates are usually cheaper to begin with then we might be able to get them another five to ten dollars off per round right if they walked in to if they wanted to book wizard witch but don't do man of war if they call them, it might be ninety dollars around in April. Right. But with us, we you know we might say you know if you add Man of War, they have a three round special where you get it for like sixty five around. Right, and just, that's the benefit. Just things, just things like that. We we have multi round specials that if they would call even Barefoot probably and book each Barefoot course individually, they'd charge them all four days. Yeah. We have a special at Barefoot that if you play all four but if you're willing to play one in the afternoon you get one free 
Mm-hmm. So just stuff like that, that if they call the courses, they won't get the deal. And you guys know the golf course. That's that's a, and we, we know, the, know. The, the multi-round deals are the... And that's the reason things. why it's good to mm-hmm. find a golf director like you guys. And, you know, um, when we do this podcast, we talk about lots of different topics. And I'm not here to uh, push bringing you guys to MyrtleBeachGolfTrips.com. But really, you can go to MyrtleBeachGolfTrips.com. You guys are golf directors there. And, you know, you can check it out. Um, book your next Myrtle Beach golf vacation because there is a benefit, again, to having the golf director like you guys said you're going to save money we want to save you guys money and that's why we're talking about these topics today nate i know you had some really good topics i want to hit on those so why don't i give you a lot of my observations are probably things being in the golf course side for as many years as i was i actually got to see the golfers when they you guys set them up and book them and then but i had a lot of observations I, i could i have a hard time and this is just me, large groups. People come down in large groups, you got a group leader. It's a ton of work for a group leader. Yes, definitely. To, to dealing with paying. Did, did John pay for his package? Did he pay for his package? And then I see it at the golf course where they're responsible for all of them getting there on time and saying, okay, well, he's late, I don't know. And if one thing goes wrong, they blame it on the group leader. Yeah. So, yeah. so my thing is always, I'd go up to the group leader and say, man, you need a vacation after you're done because you've actually spent a lot of time here organizing. So, And a lot of them, which I find, again, it may not be may not be weird, but they travel with people they don't know. I yeah. couldn't imagine going on vacation with someone that I don't mm-hmm. know. That's very yeah. true. Because you'll find that groups, let's just say of 12 or 16, think – the standard in Myrtle Beach is if you have 20, the 20th golfer plays for free. So they'll start asking friends of friends yeah. to join the trip to get to 20. But what yeah. they don't realize is by the end of the trip, that group leader has earned that free yeah, golf. Yeah. It is a hard it's job. It, it, it really isn't. I think me and Kurt will tell you, sometimes a group... We'd rather have three groups of eight than oh, one group of 24. Oh, any day. Because it people plays. would start, they oh, i got a group of 20. He says, okay, you'll, well, it's, it's a lot of work. On the golf course yeah, side, you'd, a rather, lot of work. you'd rather have that yeah. too. Because, you know, the toughest part about the golf course is, especially in April and October, is people being late. That mm-hmm. is really a struggle. Yeah. And you get the large groups and it's like, well, our third group's not here. Can like okay, yeah. we have a group that we can get on the mm-hmm. two box. So that's the tough part. Um, I think when it's that large, also Nate, it, it's not so um, to use the word, but but uh, intimate. I mean, you if you're the first group that tees off, the sixth group, you, you're not going to see them. Yeah. You're not going to. It's going to be almost a thirty to forty minute difference when you finish. Um, suddenly you find little clicks within the group. Exactly. It's sure. not like you're all there together anymore. I don't understand it because I only have like three friends. <laughs> and Nate doesn't play enough golf. Yeah, so. <laughs> he's going to, though. He says he's, he's uh, going to start it's playing about more. about time. So, and then the other thing, and I know you guys struggle with it, and I've, for years, I've tried to, and I know all golf professionals have this, but to try to explain double T is like, yeah. I've tried every way. I've tried every, okay, and I'm going to try to do it. I'll try to do it right now mm-hmm. real quick. So basically, and I haven't done this in a few years, so don't laugh. So <laughs> it's a two, it's two two-hour sessions, basically. You send people off the front. You send people off the back. Generally, between 745, 945, ballpark. Could be, yep. eight, could be 8 to 10. but So they go off front and back. So you can only do that for two hours. And then you have to shut your tee boxes down because the people that started on the front go to the back. 
people in the back go to the front. But people, and then I'm going to back up. So the afternoon, you do the whole thing over again. You may start right. at 12.15, you go to 2.15. It's a circle eight. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If a golf professional would love to be able to just double tee all day long for 10 hours. You can't do that. <laughs> you come around, you make the turn. Um, so people have a hard time understanding why can't I play at 10.30? Why can't I play at 11 o'clock? Those times don't exist unless there's golf courses that simply single tee. Right. So mm-hmm. that is sh- the hardest thing, I think, as a golf professional to try to explain somebody that comes from somewhere else that has never seen that because it's just right. basically number one at their home clubs they don't have tea times they show up i'm going out i might put mm-hmm. my ball in the rack on the tee mm-hmm. i remember those it's like oh, i'm up next um so they don't really know how tea times work and that's double right. tea is oh, yeah. the most thing it's it's easy but it's not to understand it. and i think from your side nate having run a golf course and such it, could you explain to listeners why that's beneficial many of them don't understand okay i got the idea of what it is yeah. But why would a course do that? So, and it's changed over the years. So, we used to always double T. It used to be seven thirty to nine thirty, and the desirable times for people to play, as we all know, is around the eight fifteen, eight thirty hour. So, a lot of golf courses have changed that double T model to change to eight fifteen to ten fifteen. So, you do get those tee times. You do have to start your afternoon later too, because you're waiting on those morning groups yes. to turn. Um, but basically, double T. If you look at the math, and we've done it on the golf industry side many different ways, you look at the math, it maximizes your golf course is what it does. It, it, it creates the most desirable tee times that people want to play. So not to say that some courses that normally double tee may look at their tee sheet and say, you know what, I'll single tee that day. Um, pace of play on double tee, and we can talk about pace of play, but if you have a side that plays slower than another, it doesn't affect the whole golf course either. And we know we have those days where we've got tough days. If you single tee all day long and you get to 9 o'clock and you've got people that it's hard to get people going. So a single tee, the repercussions of slow play is worse, I think, than on a double tee. Um, but we've looked at the math, mm-hmm. and double tee is maximizes your golf sure. course. There's, more eight, there's two 8.30 tee times instead exactly. of just one. Exactly. There's two 8.40 tee times. And yeah. so, when you explain it to them that way, because that, that's the time 90% of them are asking for, like you exactly. said, then they understand why. But then we have so many. I know I do. I only want to go off number one. I yeah. want to play number one. <laughs> so then that gives us more work. Than, yeah. It's like... Well, we get a large group. I'm sure Chris does it, but it's right five or six rounds. What I do is I take the dates they're going to play, and then if they did give me a list of seven or eight courses, I do it like a little jigsaw puzzle, I like a little graph. I just see what courses are available on those days, not just start on one, and then you get to the fourth or fifth one, and it's not a – then I see what's available on what days and try to – is this uh, is this order of golf good? And usually it is. And there's some them. courses. Yeah, usually it is that you can get away with them starting on the back mm-hmm. because there's some courses that yeah. grand finishing. Some courses there. you don't want to finish. We want to finish on 18 at yes. Caledonia. Yes, we yeah. want that experience. Want to finish on 18 at River, River Club. Club. Exactly. exactly. We want that experience. Yeah. So, but there's some courses. It doesn't matter as much. Like at Willbrook, people yeah. sometimes you'd almost rather start on number 10. 10. At Willbrook yeah. Because you know, so I look at there's. 
you know, some of those golf courses that that is important too. So now let's talk about some ways that uh, you can make it easier on golfers to have fun, like some simple tips for having fun here playing golf in Myrtle Beach. And I'm just going to throw in logistics is important because we were talking even before we came uh, live on the podcast. You know, again, Grand Strand, 65 miles long. You have your northern courses, your southern courses, your central courses. You want to make sure, uh, I think a fun golf tip would be making sure that, you know, you're in close proximity. Are you willing to drive Mm -hmm. a longer distance and and whatnot? But um, guys, give us some fun tips and let's talk a little bit about logistics. Well, I was going to say one thing. It's not only just the golf, Meredith. It's the dining. It's the nightlife. I mean, it, it's safety. If you know you want to use a cab service, if if Broadway at the beach is your thing, then let's find you a resort very close to it, where it's going to be cost effective to get there and back and be safe. Um, you know, things like that that are very important to the whole trip overall. It's not just the golf, but the logistics of being close to what you want to do after you're done with your round is very important as well. Mm-hmm. And as far as the round, like that's perfect for Chris, what he said, too. But number one, some groups, they tell me, we're all 90 shooters. We're not good golfers. We're just coming to have a good time. Don't put them on True Blue. Don't, don't put them on TPC. Don't, don't put them on Grand Dunes. Don't put them on <laughs> courses that when they're done, they're going to want to quit playing golf. Put them on Myrtle Beach National West. Put that's them on Tradition Club. Yes. Yeah, just... Uh, if yeah, you know, if they want the best, you, you you don't want to just come out and ask them, but some will volunteer that information. You know, we just want nice, straightforward courses that aren't gonna make us want to quit playing golf. Okay, that means yeah, you don't want to you don't want to get done, and you want them to come back to Myrtle Beach. You don't want them to have Myrtle Beach be the cause they're giving up golf. Yeah, yeah that, and that's a really good yeah. point. When you come to Myrtle Beach to play golf. First and foremost, you want to come and have fun. And you know, studies, golf studies have shown that when you're having fun playing golf, you actually play better. Sure. Well, and the problem is people don't play the right tees. They can still oh, play those golf courses. Tell me about it. But they're just some, there's just stigma. It's like, nah, I play the white. Yeah, and then, and then we hear all this hoopla about everyone gets yeah. frustrated. Yeah. It's so slow. Well, you know what? Maybe we as golfers getting out there are part of the problem not selecting the right tees. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, you know, you, get a, you hear this in the news. Pace of play is slow. A lot of people don't want to get out and play 18 holes. It takes too long. It takes six hours. Well, you know what? Maybe you're not picking the right tees. Maybe yes. your buddies aren't. You know, and oh, we've seen that. Sea level. We've seen that. It's, it's we've harder. seen that. We, uh, I know guys that still won't give up the white tees, but they're playing eight par fives now because yeah. they're getting they get the wild wing or some of the courses that have some longer par fours. Yeah. They don't have a prayer of reaching them in two, so they, they're they they're playing they they're playing play eight par fives. Tees. Right? Yeah. They should, they should play the red. Yeah. And then tees. a lot of it with to protect the golf courses. They don't leave the carts within 50 or 50 yards of the green. Their ball is within that, so then they have to get out, walk it, or chip it on the last 30 or 40 yards. If, that if they just moved up, like Meredith said, one set of tees, see how it is from there. You know, I'm 63 now and still play half decent, but when I go back home, all my buddies, they've moved up a set, and mm-hmm. a lot of my friends here moved up a set, and sometimes I'll play with them, depending on what I'm And it's, it, it makes it, when you play a par four, you hit two good shots, and you're still not on the green. That's no fun. That's not fun. 
Yeah, and, and Nate fun. and I were recently down yeah. at um, Polly's Plantation Golf, uh, talking to um, head golf golf professional there, Brian. And there, you know, there's a growing movement mm-hmm. along the Grand Strand and Myrtle Beach Golf. You know, we're changing the you know the team changing system. Colors, yeah. We're changing colors, yeah, so we're not we so much grouping of the white tees are for the men, the red tees are for the ladies, the mm-hmm. yellow tees are for the seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of trying to do away with that because it doesn't matter what. Uh, you know, gender you are or how old you are, what matters is this. It matters how far do you drive the ball? How far are you hitting your driver right now? I would suggest if you're hitting a driver only 125, 150 yards, you know, you would be a candidate to those forward tees, not, necess- not necessarily based on the color, right? That's right, yeah. That's and that's sort of a stigma that's been, right. you know, every scorecard that says red, red. ladies beside it yeah. and gold seniors, yeah. It's, it may be... You're on vacation. Why not have fun? Right. And I have a big one, and it's like, I see it all the time, morning tea times. Okay, so if you're at your home club and you don't normally play golf in the morning, why are you going to schedule a morning tea time in Myrtle Beach? Because you're definitely probably going to go out, right, Chris? <laughs> I would guess you're going to go to Broadway at the beach. You're going to have a few beers. You may not. You may not come home early. So don't try to force yourself to change the way you play the game like okay i like the afternoon you, you may not be a morning player right and i mean and for some of us it takes yes. three holes to really warm yeah. up yeah. and not yeah. to mention playing after one o'clock could save you a lot of money yeah, on your trip exactly. yeah and you're okay. nice and loose you got a good night's right. rest you got and a lunch on your stomach that's right, right. you don't get wet there's no <laughs> dew in the grass there's, it, exactly. yeah the, like, the greens might be running a little bit faster <laughs> yeah the this is i do play in the morning usually but I'm used to it. But it's like Meredith said, it's hilarious. I played Blackmore a couple of years ago in the morning after you just irrigate her all night. Your ball hits and rolls a couple of yards. Yeah. Took my daughter there when she was down. The next afternoon, you're getting 20 more yards of roll yeah. in the afternoon. It's like, wow, I like this. Yeah. It's so yeah. much. It, it actually, the course dries up a little bit. It does. The greens, like mm-hmm. Meredith said, are there's no dew on them any longer. And it it's a totally different. To, just just getting the just getting the release on the drives helps somebody doesn't hit it real far. Because that's the one thing. I mean, as we get back to tees, yeah. like morning dew and yeah, of course, water. They've irrigated. You're at sea level, so you're a club, and you you've said this mm-hmm. hundreds of times. You're at sea level. You don't hit the ball as far down here. It's like I'm being from Pennsylvania and Hazleton. I know you're in the mountains, so yeah. the ball probably goes further there. A further. I think it's a club. I think it's a club difference. Oh yeah, and I would also say for me, like I'm approaching 43 years of age, but when I'm on vacation, (laughs) but uh, when I when I'm on vacation, I don't want the golf to feel like a job to be to get there on time. Right. If if my group, if it's going to be a hassle, and I'm a group leader, and I got to have everybody there by nine, it becomes a job. It's not a vacation. Oh yeah, because you're up at five thirty in the morning. Yeah, making sure that you're getting ready and that everybody else is taken care of. Mm -hmm. Now the only thing is, you know, you get a lot of people that their eyes sometimes are bigger than their stomachs because they'll want to play thirty six holes in a day. I mean, it's like. It's a lot of work because you're playing a lar- longer golf course yeah. generally. However, we get back to double T. My biggest advice to people, because people, as you know, will book a package round and then they'll want to replay. Most courses give replay rates, but it's basically on a first-come, first-served basis. So my um, suggestion is if you're going to do that is to get the first tee times of the morning that that golf course is offers mm-hmm. so if they if they're a 745 to 945 double t and you got a large group 
you don't want to book in those 915 right. spots because right. number one the availability is not there number two it's tough because double t it'll close in the afternoon mm -hmm. so yeah. you only go from 12:45 to 2:45, so you've got to pretty much just keep on going. So and there's no time in between to relax, have exactly. a hot dog, so, well, a sandwich. Well, we want to get relax done. We want to have hour. a beer. Right. We want to have Re a repair. Repair exactly. And, and it's like, so if you're going to do that, if you want to play 36 holes and you don't want to book two rounds, play as early as you can in the morning if you've got that's yep and I would actually like to throw in a couple plugs here uh, a great place to do that I would definitely suggest Myrtlewood Golf Club mm -hmm. and then uh, Myrtle Beach National um, those are great facilities they have great food there too so basically when you arrive at that first tea time like you're yep. saying plan to stay the whole day you know they have you covered with food and drinks and um, so you can be out there all day and you don't have to worry about getting somewhere else to if you right. if you want to have a group lunch yep. somewhere else or and they have multiple courses multiple courses yes yeah. and courses are very helpful and you know if you get done your groups done you know the afternoon flags have turned of trying to find a one of those single tee golf courses mm -hmm. for a place for you to play. You know, we always we spent most of our afternoon just calling around if we didn't have availability right. to try to get you somewhere mm -hmm. else. But if you know you want to play thirty six holes, the best thing to do, especially in April, October, so much I mean, is to book it ahead of time. That way you've guaranteed mm -hmm. sure. it, right? And, mm -hmm. and and play close to like what Dave said earlier. Don't schedule your morning tea time at Tidewater and then your afternoon tea time at Caledonia. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, using the golf directors as a resource to right. know where things are. And that's sure. the one thing well, I like. Well, thing called Google. You can <laughs> kind of Google it. Yeah. So and that's the one thing I like to remind, I mean, kind of plugging Myrtle Beach golf trips, but we're here. We're in the heart of Myrtle Beach. We live here. Um, you just said it right there. Hold on, say that again. You live here. I That's live huge. Here. Yeah, you're not just yes. answering the phone in a different state or a different country. You actually live here. That's yeah. that's the cool part about it. And uh, our company, as a whole, you know, we do operate and courses and such. But we are. I've got all these guys here in the office who are out playing every day. They know conditions. They're not just looking at reviews while they're working at a, you know, agency. A thousand miles from here they're on the ground doing the legwork for you so it's it's a big advantage to have someone local in the area who these guys are not travel agents these guys are golfers who actually became golf vacation planners love this conversation i mean i could uh, go on and on but i want to kind of wrap things up with a little rapid fire wrap up but before i do uh -oh. that i know here it comes uh, i want to ask you guys um just one big secret that you want to give the listeners just just something that they can take away from this podcast uh when coming to myrtle beach or when booking their next myrtle beach golf vacation what's your big secret chris wow 18 years experience here folks i mean he's got all the secrets for me one of the biggest secrets for me and, and this is for making a trip fun and affordable is 90 percent of the courses here 95 percent probably are better than most people's home courses don't feel like you have to have a Caledonia or a Dunes Club. You can have a great trip, and the way to do it is when you talk with a golf director, sometimes changing out one course will give you a uh, discount across the other three. Right. And suddenly, you went from one course you weren't sure about to saving every golfer on your trip $50. So, you know, be flexible, but... Um, 
I mean, that's a big key to me is don't be dead set on certain courses sometimes. It can make it where either the, it's not budget friendly or, uh, like we talked about before, logistics become a big problem. Dave, what's your big secret? Basically the same as Chris, and don't, and you say, don't try to talk them into certain courses if you don't think it would fit them or their budget. Just, uh, I don't say become friends with every group, but after multiple years you do, but the secret is just treating them really well, being there for them when they need If they email you, uh, don't wait. Try not to wait. Sometimes, unfortunately, in February and March, the, between the phones and emails, we're very busy. But um, try to get back to them that day if possible, as soon as possible, and mainly give them what they want, not try to talk them into something that might be better for our company or anything. Nate? Well, mine is travel with people you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like. Nate is so adamant about this. Uh, only travel with people you know. It's like, I don't want to play golf with him. It's like, well, why'd you travel with him? You know, it's like, but. but Did you get stuck on like a vacation when you were yeah, little with someone yeah, you didn't yeah, want to yeah. travel with? I can see the corporate <laughs> outings, but you take very few vacations a year. Travel with people that you're going to have fun with and that you're compatible with. I, I see it a lot of times. You know, you get a couple beers get in you, and it's like all of a sudden it's they're telling, you know, this guy it's like ah oh, you're by, by day four or five you're kind of you're you're over it. But mm -hmm. and then the other thing is would be, you know, large groups from a management standpoint are tough. I mean, it, you know, travel. I mean, a group of eight I think is probably yeah because then it gets tough when you get over those large groups. Yep. I mean, you know, people do it and that's great. Yep. They've got you know from their club they'll may pick up. 24 guys from the club, but if it were me on a golf vacation, it would be people I know and smaller groups. And one yes. thing yeah. I'll say here, I, I think a lot of people think of us as like a middleman. Our job is to one, save you money, and number two, make sure the experience is great. And if I don't do those jobs, you're number one, not going to call me next year. And number two, you might not want to come back to Myrtle Beach. So we are here working for the customer. You know, we don't have some type of agenda, you know, or anything like that. We are here. If we do our jobs right, then your vacation goes smooth and you have a great time. And um, I just think the customers should know that that's our goal. I mean, it's, it's to provide fun, affordable golf. And uh, that's what we're here to help you do is well, save money. Well, you guys money. are doing yes. a great yeah. job. And we love our golf directors here. Y'all just rock it out. We love you. Chris? We're going to wrap it up with some uh, rapid fire here, okay? So I'm going to ask you a question, and you just give me basically a one-word answer, okay? Uh, Do you have the beep button over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Chris, beer or wine? Beer. Miller Lite or Bud Light? Miller Lite. Oh. Uh, you were right, oh. right. Okay. South Carolina or Clemson? Easy, Clemson. There's only one college in this uh, state. <laughs> Morning person or night owl? Night owl. I could see that. <laughs> Tiger Woods or Jack Nicholas? Jack Nicholas. Your favorite golf course here along the Grand Strand? My favorite that I go to the most with my friends is Wilbrook Plantation. Awesome. Love Wilbrook. Dave, you ready for some rapid fire? Sure am. All right. Villanova or Gonzaga? Villanova. <laughs> <laughs> Villanova for everybody. Uh, beer or wine? Beer. Morning person or night owl? Morning. Rory or Brooks? 
Brooks. <laughs> North, Central, or Southern course along the Grand Strand? Oh, boy. Love River's Edge up north. Oh, you got to pick one. you got to pick oh, one. River's Edge. River's Edge. Love the way out of River's Edge. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been a lot of fun, great stories and tips to plan and maximize your Myrtle Beach golf vacation. Guys, you are the best. Thanks for coming on the podcast. And to our listeners, hey, thanks for tuning in and joining this episode of Gimme Golf. And feel free to subscribe to Gimme Golf and stay tuned for next week's podcast.